7.23 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're talking about the controversy surrounding the public art installation at the Wisconsin Center downtown and its potential removal as that center is renovated and added on to. From the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620 from the 414. I think it's important that this art is known from indigenous people. Uh, there's an installation there to honor those voices and artists. And then there's another one here that says, uh, Marty Brooks, who's the CEO, uh, should find an art gallery space within the new convention center to preserve or recreate all of the art that he wants to destroy. Well, and I know the issue of some of the voices and the art being of indigenous peoples or various other minority groups has been raised. I guess what does it matter? And that's not to to diminish the contributions of those artists, but so if it was a bunch of white artists, then that's fine. Get rid of that. Your point is that art like, is art no matter what. The, the issue should be the artwork and whether or not it serves value in this space, regardless of the race of people who submitted it, is, is my position in a public space. Nonetheless, you mentioned Marty Brooks, who's the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District, and he is on the line with us this morning. Hey, Marty, thanks so much for uh, giving us a chance to ask you about this. Uh, good morning. It's it's really great to be with you guys. Um, this has become a very um, open discussion topic, and I'm, I'm happy to avail myself to, to questions and, and try and shed uh, our perspective on the process and where we are. So let me ask you this first, Marty. Originally, when the Wisconsin Center was built in the late 90s, did we uh, did the Wisconsin Center pay for this art installation? That is exactly what happened. Um, I was not uh, in Milwaukee and were affiliated with the organization at that point, but there was a group put together. They selected the art, and the Wisconsin Center District owns outright all of the art that is currently on display and has been on display within the Wisconsin Center since uh, the building opened in 98. And so, again, because it's a public art installation i think there are other questions but i mean certainly this isn't a situation where art was donated and therefore uh, regardless of what you ultimately decide to do uh, look if we own the art (laughs) you see where i'm going like in terms of people saying they have a claim to it if we own the art uh, you know to what degree is the onus on us to preserve it in some fashion Uh, and and, this did not happen um willy-nilly without uh, a, a real process that we went through in uh, not only designing uh, the look, feel, and offerings of the expansion, but also how are we going to connect the South Building and the North Building. And uh, we, we weren't are not in a situation where the exterior architecture of the existing building was going to be changed to, to match the architecture and design of, of what's current for the uh, North Building. But what we wanted to ensure from the outset, even before we selected the team to design the project, was to make sure in any design and remodelization or modernization of the existing building that if you were in the building and you had the entire complex and you're going from one side to the other, it was a seamless transition that the wayfinding, painting, uh, furniture, um, the total experience of being uh, in the convention center, now the Baird Center, would be seamless to the attendee. And that, that goes also as far as to say uh, making sure that the infrastructure, that the Wi-Fi, cellular service, uh, connectivity, be it ports to charge your, uh, your mobile devices, was consistent. And, and something that you were commenting on earlier truly has been at the forefront of our uh, mindset the entire project. And that is, we never refer to the project as old and new. It's north and south, specifically because... 
we've got a fabulous uh, complex exists uh, currently. We'll be expanding it, making it even that much better. And we wanted to make sure that there's no differentiation related to old and new. Um, one of the things that we initially did um, you know, a year plus ago is we went into the, the archives, if you will, of you know, what are the contracts in place? What are we required to do? What do we have to do as far as if we wanted to move the art or, or, or remove the art, move or remove, what do we need to do? And we own it outright. We have the right to, and this is an art term, not a WCD term or a district term, that when you take art and decommission it and make it no longer available. From what I've been told from our legal counsel, the term that's used is destroy. And it doesn't mean physically destroyed, but that, that's how it's decommissioned. That's the term that's used to decommission it. And um, we, we hired uh, a year and a half, two years ago, an art consultant to come in, work with us, and I, uh, make us more familiar with the existing art and give us a sense and some recommendations what would match where we're going with the expansion and the new look and feel. We also... Uh, identified money in the budget to ensure that in the new building there's public art and we had an independent seven person uh, group of individuals within milwaukee look at all of the submissions we put out an rfp for for new commissionable art that again we would own and uh, i was not part of that group uh, and we had this group independently select along with a different art consultant um, different arts to be commissioned and installed in the new and south building uh, in january of this year we reached out after we had identified what art we were going to either move or leave in its current place or needed to decommission because the existing space where it was located was going to be changed. Uh, we reached out to those artists, gave them notification that we were going to be decommissioning their art and asked them to respond to us so that they could either remove the art and, and take it. We were giving back to them what we had purchased or we were going to decommission it and either move it or uh, put it uh, no longer have it uh, in our installation. And uh, Marty, we should Marty, we should just mention too for those just joining us. I didn't mean to cut you off, but th th we're, when no, you when no, you talk no. about art, we're not talking about art in the traditional sense. And what I mean by that, just so if someone is trying to imagine what you're discussing, it's not necessarily like a painting hanging on the wall. It's it's quotes from works, right? It's it's quotes from poets. It's and it's done and unique in a variety of different ways that are displayed on large portions of some of the walls in some cases, correct? The specific piece that's gotten um, a lot of attention about us removing it, um, it fits the criteria that you just spoke about. It, it's writers, prose and poetry, um, talking about different subject matter, and really each uh, selection is independent uh, to that location, that the stories aren't truly interrelated, although in a specific location, the prose is about a specific topic. Um, the, 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 what, what I found so interesting, and I've been in discussions with Woodland Pattern over the past two weeks with the artist you referenced uh, earlier, Jill Sebastian as well, um, we certainly can appreciate the fact that art is very personal, and uh, the art that we're focusing on here is very distinct and unique in its creation. Um, it happens to be, it happens to have been permanently affixed to the infrastructure of the building. Right. And, and I raise the question, you know, it, it's so unusual to have something that's 
physically connected to the building that could not be removed or moved. And, and uh, as explained to me by, by Jill, that uh, back in the 90s, there was a real movement in the art world to have, architect be, have architecture and art be melded and blended together. And that's really the genesis of the idea of what Jill created, working with Woodland Pattern. They selected the pros and the authors. And then Jill had this vision of how it could be placed in the building. Um, most, uh, 50% or so of the uh, words that are up there are on walls that we are remodeling and, and changing uh, so that there is a consistent look and feel with the north building to the south building. Uh, I will tell you that going back you know, months and months ago, uh, to me it seemed as I was looking at this as one installation and it all should come down. Uh, meeting with Woodland Pattern, Patterns a number of times, Jill a number of times, it's become clear that I was um, that there are options. And we are pursuing them currently with Woodland Patterns and Jill. Jill's been in our building twice in the past week to see if there are ways that we could, if not leave certain pieces, but uh, reimagine them in, in, in the South Building. Um, nothing has been finalized to that end. Uh, I'm expecting to hear back from Jill and Wood, Woodland Patterns early next week. Um, but, but most importantly, uh, uh, to the extent uh, I'd, I'd like to use this platform, it's to let the public know the, the Wisconsin Center District um, this has never been about censorship. There have been a lot of wild claims made about the, the rationale and the motivation behind this, whether it was about indigenous authors or prose speaking to that effect. That has never been the case. Our mission has been to ensure that the expansion in the South Building speak to one another. And in looking at the art that's been up since 98, it's inconsistent with that. Um, if there's a way to save that message and uh, continue the appearance of that in the building. I'm hopeful we can find a solution that allows us to accomplish our goals with the expansion uh, and modernization, as well as the goals of the art community. Uh, but, but most importantly, and I'm so pleased you brought this up on, on air today, and I'm so uh, comforted by your position of openness and dialogue. This has been a, been a dialogue since January with Woodland Pattern, um, really become more public the past two weeks. Uh, the board has been engaged in, these, uh, in, in what I've been doing, uh, as with most aspects of, of the business, um, Day-to-day -day decisions and decisions about the expansion are made by myself with the consultation of the staff, the architects, the consultant we brought in. Uh, a number of board members have been outspoken. This should be a public process. The one thing that I, I just want to make people aware of is that the, the Wisconsin Center District is a very different entity than when the building was built in 98, when it was a city-owned and operated property. Um, we were created by statute. Um, we are a public entity. We are um, supported by taxes from uh, the hotel, city and county, uh, from food and beverage taxes and rental, rental car taxes. Um, but, but the uh, oversight is different than when it was part of the city government. All right. Marty, uh, I so, got to jump in here because we got to get to the bottom right, of the I'm hour so news. Sorry. But, uh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I do appreciate you coming on and, uh, and clarifying those positions. We get a lot more to talk about on the other side. That's Marty Brooks. He is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District, joining us live here on Wisconsin's Morning News.